Welcome back. You're still listening to The Headspace. It's still our first of two hours of The Headspace. We're taking your calls on 011-714-3945. or 011-714-4045. Again, 011-714-4045. If you cannot go through using our usual numbers. Remember, these numbers are alternative numbers when you cannot get through to the studio, as we suggest uh, you do. It's up to you. Moving on. All political parties and independent candidates should receive equal treatment when it comes to funding by the Electoral Commission of South Africa, the IC. This was the view of the Democratic Development Program, the DDP Executive Director, Dr. Paul Kariuki. Kariuki spoke to the star on Wednesday as the DDP was preparing to host a public forum to engage on the call for the review of the political party funding or the political party act. The event, which would include all political parties in KwaZulu-Natal, took place in Durban today. Kariuki said the aim of the forum is to educate members of the public about the act, which has not been in public space for a very long time, if you remember quite well. We do have now the Democratic, uh, big pardon, the Democracy Development Program DDP Executive Director, Dr. Paul Kariuki. Good evening to you, Dr. Kariuki, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, sir. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and good evening to your listeners. Do tell us, talk to us more about this. Yes, as correctly as you said, um, this bill has been uh, already passed uh, by the president signed into law, but it has not been implemented and uh, kind of um, been in a limbo in a situation that where the public has not been put up to date or what are the process uh, so far till date and as well about what, what political parties should be expecting and how should they be interacting with with the bill once it's uh, implemented, as well as what's the role of uh, anarchy stakeholders like civil society, ordinary citizens, academia, and others who have a moral responsibility of ensuring accountability of, of political parties, as well as uh, monitoring its implementation to ensure that that it actually achieves the intended purpose. Um, so uh, our organization hosted that forum today uh, in collaboration with the Independent Electoral Commission and, and, and political parties were invited. Not all of them attended, but there were some of them, as well as civil society organizations, as well as the Council of Advancement of Constitutional Development in South Africa, CASAC, uh, was also part of our uh, partners that co-hosted the event with us. When when we're talking about uh, convening these political parties, particularly in uh, the area in Durban, yes. why Durban? Well, firstly, because we are based here in Durban as an organization, and we operate largely uh, covering the, the, the province. And so it made sense for us to host that uh, conversation here so that um, our constituency uh, that we serve can have an opportunity to engage directly with independent electoral commission on this bill, but at the same time also hear the views of political parties, various political parties on their understanding and, and where they are at as far as the, um, the bill is concerned, as well as also starting to define for themselves 
um, the civil society and other organizations that are involved in this area of work, what will be their role as soon as the bill is implemented thereafter. So it made sense to have it here. As they always say, charity begins at home. And so it was important that our constituency had a chance to directly interact with the Electoral Commission uh, on the bill. You, you, let me just lurch on to the last phrase there before we even continue with the rest of my questions. When you say charity begins at home, implies you are going to move on. You're just beginning in KZN and Durban. Is yes, that yes. is that implication uh, correct? Yes, we through our partners in different parts of of the country, we intend to have this kind of conversations because we believe. Um, part of the work that our organization does is to mobilize civil society um, to be organized in terms of its work in interacting with such um, uh, spaces that enhance public's understanding of, of, of political education and at the same time also their own role to play. But also we also would like to see um, that the IEC as one of our partners in this work also getting exposed to constituencies that probably they not normally engage with in the course of their work. And so through our extensive partner network around the country, we intend um, to explore opportunities to do such forums as the occasion uh, permits. And that's the intention to say that we started here first and then uh, we can build up from here and perhaps in different spaces meet with different organizations and as well as political parties in those areas and enrich the public's conversation around the various aspects of the bill that perhaps they're still uh, less understood um, by the public in general. I'm not quite sure if I got a, a, a definitive response there, Dr. Kariyuki. Are you going to be going around the country? We intend to do so, but it's also subject to um, a number of factors. One is... Uh, uh, availability for funding to be able to do all that, as you, remember, as you may know that uh, as, on, as an NGO we depend on that, uh, on funding availability to do that but at the same time also it depends also on um, our networks if they are able to host, co-host the event with us uh, in different uh, provinces. Part of it has already been done but not on the scale that we're doing. We actually started in Western Cape um, last month um, a few organizations and we also had IEC there with us and then we came down to KZN and we don't know, most likely we'll probably have one in Hauteng as soon as um, our plans are finalized and perhaps um, in Eastern Cape too. Okay. So when you're saying you are intending to, there has not been a plan to do so because there is no funding. No, um, we, we work within um, uh, a program, and so our work is really determined by um, the availability of a host or hosts, and as well as their programming, if it's aligned with our programming. So there's that background work that has to be done first before we go. We have the funding to do the work, but there is a bit of uh, protocol and background work that needs to be done first before we go and do work in a, in a particular region. So that's what I mean by saying that it, it's this, uh, there's a range of things that we need to work in the back behind the scenes first before we go into work there. 
All right, let's go back to the conversation. So uh, when will this act be in full force? <laughs> That's one of the questions that came up in the room today. And at the moment, we do not know. Um, the, the, the matter is with the president. And um, definitely, they are, according to the IEC, it's part of the process um, for him to apply his mind and be able to provide direction as soon as um, when that uh, law will become will be implemented. And so um, we, to the best the IEC could inform us is that there's a process and is in this deal on the go. It will come to be implemented is only a matter of time. In the process of legislative framework and production of the laws, where is this now? When you say it is with the president, mm. what exactly is it doing with the president? Waiting for his signature? Has it been signed? Has it not been signed? What exactly <laughs> is Where is it? Yes, it has been signed into law, but now it has shown. So from there, I think uh, the process is not to uh, engage with the parliament so that it can be now become a law to um, be, be possible to be implemented. Uh, so at the moment, uh, it has been signed into law with the, by the president, but it has not been implemented. And so the IEC, uh, according to what they informed us today, uh, they'll be meeting with the president very soon, um, probably before end of this month, and they'll be engaging him further on the matter. So it can only be speculative when that will come to pass in terms of uh, the bill being implemented, but uh, at least there is something that is happening um, internally between the IEC and the presidency. What I'm trying to establish is when you're saying it is with the president and the president is applying his mind, what is he applying his mind to if he has already signed it? Well, I'm sure um, those are details that probably are not private to, to the public, um, so I will not want to speculate because of those, the IEC didn't really tell us exactly what those things mean. But uh, apparently it's part of the process, and of course he cannot be rushed to do that work. So they are, But at least they're engaging, and they'll be meeting with him um, before end of this month. So we just wait on here probably by the next, week, by the next time we have um, a, forum, a forum forum, there will be something concrete that we can engage about because definitely it will be also in our interest to follow up on uh, what they told us today uh, when we host the next forum. Well, what is the role of the IEC in times like these? While we do understand that the IEC needs to be even-handed when dealing with political parties regardless, we are now talking about this piece of legislation that is looming over the heads of the IEC and the Republic in general. So what do they do? What do they do while they know that there is this information that they are now to be enforcing, but they don't know when it's going to be enforced? What is their role? Well, part of the part of their role is exactly to do what they were doing today: um, continue educating the public and raising awareness about what the bill is about. Uh, continue engaging the political parties also to uh, bring them to speed on what it uh, what will be the implications. Of it, so it's capacity building, it's public raise uh, awareness, and at the same time, it's also building a stakeholder uh, um, a base where they will even post implementation, they will be able to get back to the same stakeholders and work with them uh, in terms of ensuring that the bill is implemented correctly in the spirit of of, of the law, 
at the same time also give political parties opportunities to be um, uh, trained on the various aspects of it. Remember, one of the things that the bill will do is to establish a democracy fund for political parties, which part of that fund is to ensure that political parties can gain access to uh, information and be trained on how uh, uh, to interpret the, the bill uh, at all levels. And so from the example, from the party branches level to up to national. And those details, according to what the IEC informed us, that they are busy working on the training program, which would be online program, but only accessible to political parties. And they'll be given a chance to be able to engage with that content once it's available as soon as the bill is implemented. So those are the kind of things they're working behind the scenes. So major part of what they're doing uh, is really to do this kind of interventions to educate the public, to engage political parties, to engage with civil society, while at the same time also preparing for that kind of uh, capacity building that to be available for political parties. Yeah, I asked this question because if the the president has signed it into law, it is law if it has signed it already. It's just a matter of it now being promulgated, right? Yes. That's the last phase of any piece of legislation in South Africa that yes. the president signs it. And when he signs it, he effectively makes it South African law. That's why I'm wondering, uh, what is the uh, IEC doing? It sounds as though we're <laughs> dithering if the president has already signed it. Well, I think that would be uh, perhaps the best question to ask them directly so that they can be able to articulate it correctly for the public. Um, and I'm sure they'll be very, very much willing to do so. Let's talk about then the political parties that attended. Um, which ones attended and which ones did not attend your program? Uh, okay, so we uh, we had the Democratic Alliance, we had uh, UDM, we had Minority Front, we had um, COPE. Um, those who did that. And we, by the way, let me just say that we, we sent an invitation to all political parties, so they all had received the invitation as early as last month. Um, majority of them had confirmed attendance, but um, some didn't attend, so we didn't have, for example, the IFP was not in the room, the ANC was not in the room, the Good Party was not in the room, the EFF was not in the room. Um, yeah, and we hadn't received that till this morning. By 9 o'clock, we had not received any uh, communication from their various offices to say, to indicate whether they will be sending someone or they will not be sending. Um, so we we just continued the program. Those who came engaged, and hopefully those who didn't, maybe when we co-host again another forum sometime, probably they will come then. Um, yeah. So what do you do in terms of um, information that these parties that did not attend, they need to have the information. What do you do in those cases as a program now? Uh, do you send, do you email them the information that they need to have or what? Yes, part, part, part of, part of the, the process that we do as an organization, yes, is to collect um, in a summary form um, the proceedings of the conversation and definitely we send them back to, to the political parties because we we constantly cultivate the relationship with them as an organization we've been in existence for the last 26 years so we've had a de- developed relationships with political parties in the province 
um, and it's a mutually beneficial relationship in that they value the work we do and we value what they do. But um, um, when they have a chance to attend, we appreciate that. When they don't attend, we don't judge them because we know probably there are other things that um, perhaps took priority, but we keep, we keep them on the loop. So we'll definitely send them you know, a summarized version of, of our conversation today just to keep them in the loop so that when we have the next forum, um, they know they are most welcome to attend and can be able to fit into the conversation based on what um, we sent to them and they can prepare themselves adequately. I ask this because um, money bills are very well sensitive bills as far as Section 77 uh, bills are concerned. It was very important that all political parties attend. And I'm worried now that perhaps we might have problems come the next election cycle when it comes to issues of money and access to money and so forth. Yeah. Is it possible that perhaps we might have a forum to, well, reinform these political parties because they need to have this information? I'm going to ask you some more questions, but I need uh, just uh, to take a break and come back. When we come back, we'll continue and conclude our conversation shortly after that. Welcome back. You're still listening to the Head Space. We're in conversation with our guest for the segment, Dr. Paul Kariuki, who is the Demo- Democracy Development Program Executive Director. He's talking to us about their program and their plans and, well, those that just did not materialize because some political parties just did not pitch for their own good. The main purpose of this program, Dr. Kariuki, was to uh, inform the public. Yeah. How, how much of the public was there? Well, we had sizable representation of civil society organizations, um, citizen interest groups, um, academic institutions, and as well as um, officials from uh, uh, municipalities, uh, especially Durban Metro, and um, yeah, and those political parties, there are four of them that attend sent their representatives. Um, so that we we had we had a sizable uh, group to interact with, and we, we we from our point of view it was a success in that sense. Oh, um, would you be able to share with us actual numbers? Yes, we had um, seventy uh, delegates in attendance. When you say delegates, these are from. NGOs or civil society NGOs, organizations, academic institutions, um, municipalities, um, those political party that came through with their representatives. Yeah, so it's the entire total number of people who attended. Okay, and you were inform- informing these people, or, or were they participating as well? Well, they were participating. Uh, it was it was not just a one-sided conversation. So we. The conversation was structured uh, with presentations from uh, from the IEC, and then thereafter an interaction uh, with the delegates, with them asking kind all kinds of questions for their own understanding based on uh, who they represent. So, for example, political parties would ask questions that directly, you know, influence or affect them the way they see the bill. Um, um, once it's implemented, uh, academic institutions had one, you know, their own ideas about how do they interact with it as an academic community, civil society, 
uh, questions were around accountability and uh, you know monitoring implementation and continuous engagement with um, um, uh, with the IEC, um, the citizen interest groups, is also to fit uh, to see where they fit uh, in the whole spectrum, whether working through directly with NGOs or being part of advocacy groups that work with. Uh, um, Coalitions of civil society in terms of accountability, and so each 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 sector had its own questions that they wanted to find out from from the IEC, and you know, basically trying to find where do they fit um, once the bill is implemented, so that they're able to work together. Um, our 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 premise was that it is a collective effort. The IEC cannot do that work on its own. Neither can government do that on its own. Neither can political parties do that on their own. So it needs to be a collective uh, effort and uh, it needs to be understood as uh, a partnership to make it work. Uh, it's the first time that is being uh, tested here. And so the, um, the, the spirit in the room was about everyone has a role to play is to define who does what and how. And of course, the commitment from the IEC was that whoever is willing to continue engaging with them, they are very open um, to continue having these public conversations. And um, they were very pleased to see that at least there is organized civil society that is keen um, um, to work with them in this journey, even as it unfolds also for them as a commission. Talk about the media. Was the media yeah, we, there? Yeah, we, we also had media um, media houses there. Uh, majority of them are uh, your local print from in Durban Metro, uh, which was also great to see um, to to see some of them coming to cover the story. Uh, some also okay engaging on one on one conversations with the commissioners that were present. Um, yeah, and they too also have a role to play, I believe. Um, part of public education uh, and then of course ensuring that um, factual information is passed on to the public and especially in these times of disinformation so it was also very pleasing to see they are keen to to engage and also to participate in the process of uh, enhancing their own understanding of the bill as well as complementing the efforts of civil society in ensuring that the public is um, adequately informed. So you tell me that only local newspapers arrived. Yes, we had sent um, press releases to, of course, to all media houses. Uh, but again, I guess it's about uh, where they were at in terms of work. Some of them interviewed us yesterday, like for example, the independent newspapers. So I'm sure their article will be coming up uh, probably tomorrow or over the weekend. Um, some of my team members were involved in um, radio crossovers with the community radio stations uh, that work with us, and some um, some other newspapers. There, they were, they were in the room today. Um, most of them are saying it's community based. Those who write for uh, communities um, uh, in the various parts of the metro. So those who, those came. Again, it's um, I think it's a question of um, where 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 they were placed for work. Uh, we cannot judge that, but we were happy that at least there was interest beginning from yesterday. Uh, my team and I have been busy doing all kinds of interviews as well as 
uh, it was some of those who came today, they were able to you know, write the stories. Do you believe you have achieved your purpose? Yes, judging by the quality of engagement, uh, in other words, the interest that the, the forums packed, that, uh, that was pleasing, it was one of the aims we had, uh, because it was about bringing the information closer to our constituency and they are able to engage. Secondly, it was success because we had those uh, uh, media houses um, interested in covering the story because they are able to share with their constituency. And then, of course, the third part is to see the, um, the strength of our partnerships with the IEC, uh, with the political parties and the civil society organizations, the academia, the media, so the whole spectrum of partnership in a collaborative manner in ensuring that we strengthen and consolidate our democracy um, is a sign of success. It could have been worse if, or a sign of, 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 of um, perhaps fail if we were only talking to ourselves and nobody else. Um, so to see that multi-stakeholder involvement as an organization that is a success for us, one of the indicators of success. And then, of course, it's what happens after this conversation, what uh, individual sectors choose to do. Um, so we always encourage our constituencies to keep us informed with what they do with such information post the intervention. And, um, and of course, some a sector like the media, the first thing they do is to publish, and then they send us the records of the publishing. You know, so it's, it, it's pleasing to see that the conversation goes to other places where we couldn't have gone. And, um, and especially also uh, to see that some of them we can follow the interaction on their social media spaces. So um, it was over and above it achieved our intention. All right. We're going to leave it right there. Dr. Paul Karayuki, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me on the show and keep up your good work. Thank you, sir. It brings us to 11 o'clock. It's time for the final bulletin for today with Zoleka Kodashi. Independent and impartial. This is SFM News.